Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show number 256, with your host, Lauren Gray. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hospitality Marketing, the podcast. I am your host, Lauren Gray, and this is episode number 256. So each week we spend around 20 to 30 minutes sharing the most interesting tools, news, and techniques being used in marketing for the hospitality industry. We also do a quick recap of our weekly live video show, This Week in Hospitality Marketing, which also airs every Friday at 1130 a.m. Eastern U.S. time. So with that, let's get started. And now, today's new resource tool. Okay, so our tools for review this week, you'll see a common theme quite quickly. And that is, I'd like to refer to google.com forward slash business, moz.com products local or local moz, yext.com, and thehoth.com. These are all platforms that are important. Some are in comparison to each other's, some are uniquely of their own merit and necessary to what you need to do. Uh, that one in particular is Google My Business. Google My Business has turned into a very prominent, important aspect, not just prior to current events, but especially because of current events now. Um, with all of the uncertainty of travel and the multitude of questions that have come from the safety of travel, comes a lot of information that needs to be conveyed to our guests as to our new updated hours of operation, our capacities, capabilities, COVID-19 compliances, and considerations. Uh, lots of, uh, of content has been allowed by Google to be shared. A lot of adaptive content has been allowed to be put in so that there's more detail to our operations in comparison as to how much seating internally, uh, frequency of seating reservation requirements or not reservation requirements, deliveries, pickups, things like this for restaurants. Uh, all of these things are not uniquely new, but definitively different than they were prior to the events that we have. Now, MozLocal and Yext.com and The Hoth are platforms to determine what's called citation work. Citation work is what's called NAP information, name, address, phone number. It's fundamental data that needs to be used by all platforms, all mapping platforms, all website referencing platforms. There are literally thousands of sites and applications that use your NAP information, name, address, phone number. Now this gets a little tricky because your name, address, phone number information can literally be in different variations. A comma in the wrong place, a referral to a unit compared to not referring to a unit, zip code that gets changed, a city that doesn't get fully spelt, Fort versus FT as an example, um, the whole name of the state, whether it's fully spelt or just abbreviated. All these create variations on different platforms that create inconsistencies. Those inconsistencies create errors. Those errors get suspended from being shared as being accurate information because they're inconsistent with other formats of, of the content. So citation work is a critical component for all brick and mortar business to be 
clear. Now, not just brick and mortar, but specifically brick and mortar would be the most important. Our hotels and our restaurants, spas, golf courses, and what have you. Because there is a need to make sure that the information is consistently accurate on all platforms that are discovered and used by all these thousands of platforms that need this information. So Moz Local, a paid-for service. Yext, a paid-for service. The Hoth, a paid-for service. How they handle this business is uniquely of their own. For instance, Yext um, forces you to work through them where they create your citation categorizations and information and it runs through them. So when you stop paying them, you lose access to your information listing. You would have to go in and recreate your own citation work that refers directly to you via what Yext creates for you. Uh, Moz Local will allow for direct. It'll also monitor and let you know if you're off on variations and do a report and scorecard. All of them will do that as to the accuracy, consistency, what platforms they're exposing you to, and the accuracy of that information is being cohesive to all the other uh, platforms that you're being exposed to. The Hoth offers uh, uniquely a person to go do this for you. So once you give them the account, they'll use their own technologies plus a person to go in and create your citation work for you. All of these you pay to maintain. All of these are subscription basis that will constantly keep you updated and recording. Nothing against Yext in just the sense that they will do the work for you. It's just it's not work that is yours, it's theirs. Should you step away from them, you have to recreate a lot of things for you. What is the benefit of these tools? Well, anybody can try to be you. As a matter of fact, there's a very subcultured business that hijacks a lot of these NAP informations and redirects it to their websites, their information, their content by acting like you when it's not you and then sells it back to you or sells their own products. Now that goes on and on and on. For those who have condo hotels and what have you, some people want to go over and start selling their own condo on their own. So they try to gain the address of their condo, which is ironically your address because that is the building, same building. And it creates a conflict in which Google or other platforms will suspend your information because it has created inconsistencies because somebody is saying, no, it's not you, it's me that lives here. And that has to get resolved. So these platforms monitor those processes to make sure that should there be an error that comes up, first they try to solve it. If it comes to an escalation, they notify you there's a, something going wrong and they will involve you into that verification process to get you back on track for that platform. So the tools this week are Google My Business, which is much more robust than just citation work, but very directly applicable to citation work. Moz.com or Moz Local and Yext.com and TheHoth.com. So there's our tools. Now for this week's hospitality technique. So technique of the week is always tied to the tools, obviously. So my technique this week is getting found and conveying critical information. Now more so than ever, as I mentioned before, the accuracy of our information about our business, our hours of operation, our amenities, our service relationships to ADA compliance, any uniquenesses, images, videography, anything that can help guests discover the details that they need to make a travel decision to stay with us or to dine with us or to participate with us is critical. It's not always just our website that this has to be influenced. Yes, they can come to our website. Yes, we can share in depth more content related to these things. But as we know from the mobile focused world that we are in now and mobile being the core of the internet at this point, that Google local, that information that you see in Google local, for instance, is critical. They show you even whether you're busy at the, normally during that time of day. They show you whether or not that there's a holiday seasonality, whether you're closed or open. They have reviews, not just about what people have shared on Google reviews, for instance, in the Google My Business section, but they also 
will share the proximity of things and score you as to how close you are. Remember, Google knows where exactly you are by Latin longitude. And knowing the user, they will score you in comparison to what they think the user's interested in knowing about how close you are to things that they think the, the user would be inclined to know about. So you don't even get to control that. If you're really next to the biggest ball of twine and people love balls of twine, it's gonna give you a high rating. But if you're far away from the zoo and people are interested in the zoo, you might get a lower rating because of the distance factor. Obviously, personal reviews of guests that have stayed with you have a high influence on this. And Google by far has taken over as the de facto review platform because it so much influences your SEO, your search engine optimization capabilities. If you are being reviewed poorly by your users, Google is not going to give you the authority and credibility of what you are as high as it would normally do because there is a negativity to what it is that you're saying you're selling yourself as. And they're not going to reward you by placing you high in the search engine results because of that. They're going to make negative impacts because of the reviews. TripAdvisor has sold itself to the devil. They're basically whatever you want to pay for, they'll put you on top of. So it no longer is consumer centric in that way. They try to offer content, but it's biased as to what they're trying to sell. Google still to the benefit of its users because that's its authentication, trying to create related content that the user finds most useful when it comes to looking and reviewing your content about your hotel. And there's a lot more to the information that they share. Uh, in addition to the personal reviews, as I mentioned before, if you're offering hotel rates, you'll notice that your hotel rates in comparison to the market are high or lower. Like this rate is normally lower than what it should be this time of year or higher than it is supposed to be this time of year. It actually shares that in there. So there's a revealing aspect to that information that a consumer can quickly look at. Obviously, when you look at Google My Business, it shows you in relationship to the geography of where you're at with a little balloon in your rate compared to others. And so you really are competing with your market by being as accurate as you can with your local information for discoverability. Also keep in mind that Google My Business gives you a lot of information. One thing that people very much don't appreciate about Google My Business is the ability to go into it and look and see where people were searching for directions to get to you from the geography from where they're at. So you can see geographically where people are looking to drive from by looking for directions to get to you from where they're coming from. And that's a very useful tool for right now, especially for the drive market, where you can go in and see where exactly people are looking to come from to look at how to get to you. So the, the getting found aspect, this citation clarification, this consistency of your information being your name, address, and phone number, and relevant content, your images being up to date. Why leave old images of, of cocktail parties where a bunch of people are crowded together when you know that's not the reality right now? Take and have pictures that are more commensurate with our current time frame. If the pool is closed because of local municipal ordinances, that needs to be indicated in your content so that people have that answer to the question, which, by the way, is one of the most predominant questions being asked right now when it comes to hoteliers. Is your pool open? Because people that don't have pools, they used to travel and enjoy pools, they want to know about this. They don't want to go to a hotel, spend a couple of days knowing that they can't go to the pool. Whether you're on a beach or not, it doesn't make a difference. If you have a pool and they want to go to the pool and it's closed, that needs to be conveyed. That helps in the calls that come to you. That helps in the, the awareness that people have to make those personal choices as to knowing whether they want to stay with you versus another place. If your pool is open, that's an advantageous thing to refer to. But it's also accurate to tell them if it's closed so that there's no anticipation that has to be turned into a disappointment. So getting found is as important as conveying the correct information once you are discovered. 
And that importance comes to the platforms we talked about with the tools. It also comes from the clarity of the content that you're providing and also your website as to what content you put on it as well. So that is all the aspects of getting found and conveying critical information for travelers' expectations and decision process. And that is our technique of the week. Now, this week's hospitality news that you should know. So news and show review. We had a fun show. Um, Obviously, we had Melissa Cavanaugh from Fuel Travel come back to us for their sixth iteration as to the travel sentiment survey that they've been doing through the COVID pandemic. Um, They waited three weeks this time instead of the proverbial two. They felt that they were uh, overhitting the uh, email list for those who are uh, participating in the survey, which are in the thousands. Uh, which is statistically relevant and very timely and very interesting. Um, but she also had the caveat that the results she could probably use as, as toilet paper because in some ways the survey is not indicative of the current circumstances. The survey was done after we loosened the restrictions for travel so forth. There was optimism in the air. There was travel expectations. There was a surge of travel interest. In their own market of Myrtle Beach, they've turned into the poster child of regrowth. They were ahead of last year's numbers. They lo- they gained everything that they lost through this process in revenues because of the increased surge of demand. And then, boom, second wave hits, or actually the first wave sans two uh, hit, and our, our escalations of uh, the COVID pandemic uh, rolled through. Things were getting closed again. Things were getting shut down again. So obviously we couldn't do the levels of business based on the demand again. So all of the survey sentiment uh, changed. But with that came a little bit of perspective as to where this could go in the future. Uh, Like for instance, their word cloud and Tristan uh, pointed this out. My other co-hosts for the live show this week were Ben Haley from 3 and 6, Edward St. Ange from Flip2, Dean Schmidt from uh, metasearchmarketing.com, Kat Mohammed, Director of Education for Alhoa, Tristan Hayward, also from 3 and 6, Adele Gutman from uh, the Library Collection, and Lily Mockerman from uh, TCRM Services and Things Up Enterprises. Um, so Melissa was showing how there was more optimism, happy, fun, joy. These were not terms in the word cloud of the survey that existed before. Safety, cleanliness were the more predominant. Those not not necessarily disappeared by any chance. They were diminished in comparison to looking optimistically for fun, happiness, vacation, you know, travel. There was more positive words in the word cloud. Uh, also indicative to what the future could look like as we try to emerge more realistically without it resurging, hopefully, in the future tense. Um, that people are looking for what makes travel feel good for them. They're looking for the things that they can hang their hat on, which only goes back to our earliest conversations about guest-centric travel, guest-focused travel. It's not about rate and date and what we can sell people. It's about how can we answer their questions, give them content that's relevant to their interest and concerns in such a way that they feel that they can make a proper travel business or travel decision for travel whether it be business, transient, whatever this, the, the purpose of the travel may be. So we had lots of fun with the review process on that. We talked a lot about the impact as to the resurgence of COVID and the diminishment of capabilities of travel because of the restrictions that, that areas, hotspots are having to inflict again because of the, uh, the issues that are created from the massive regrowth of the, uh, the pandemic and those that are affected by it and to, to all those families that are affected by it and also in the worst of cases and loss of life and so forth. Our hearts go out to you for, for the losses 
for this to be happening to anyone uh, in any circumstance. So keep them that there. These are just not numbers. These are just not un, things that these are people. These are people that used to be our guests and were future guests and what have you. And these are families and, and loved ones that are suffering from all of this that's going uh, in our society at this point. So as much as we want business back, we want it to be safe and we want it to be healthy and we want it to be secure and clean. So these are all considerations that we have to have. So our news item of the week was an article that I pulled out um, called The State of Hotel Advertising, The Rise of Display in the World of Meta. And why I picked this one out is that we're all right now struggling as to the market channels and segmentations and directions. We see things like Expedia.com offering this what appears to be olive branch of opportunity of, oh, we'll take 25% of the uh, the funds and redirect them back to marketing towards the hotel. We'll delay your payment cycle. We'll reduce the commission rate for 30 days. Uh, we'll extend the, you know, the need to pay for 90 days. But you have to give us your wholesaler and consortia categories, which they never had before. I see that as extortion. I see that as uh, a play on taking advantage of a desperate industry. I feel that it's very much about the scorpion and the tortoise crossing the river. Um, it will kill its own host to try to survive. I feel that it is very non-guest centric. It is more about its shareholders and it's more about revenue driven and it's not about guest surveys and satisfaction capabilities and certainly not about hoteliers. As a matter of fact, hoteliers are the commodity of sacrifice. And if anything, the consumer is the other contingency other than shareholders interest that they're looking for because they know that's the source, the wellspring of revenue. So that's an Expedia. Compare it to using Google Hotel Ads, Meta Search, using display ads, using your own channels, your direct channels, using your own wholesale consortia capabilities, your FITs, developing the relationships, creating collaborations, looking for solutions for their demands and interests. You, the hotelier, not a third party. All of those need to be handled by you more so than ever. And the MetaSearch space is a strong space to be in right now for a few reasons. One, taking the Expedia, the hotels, the Airbnb, the Travagos, the Kayaks, all these ones, is there's less competitive market right now. They're not spending near, they're spending fractionally the money they used to spend uh, on marketing. So a lot of things that were completely unattainable and unaffordable are now affordable. And things that you would not normally have gone through high in the funnel uh, are, are um, able to be acquired by you as an individual property even. Uh, we've had this discussion before in MetaSearch Strategies in an earlier podcast a few weeks back. Uh, I re-echo re this with this article that this is the time to make your place and to gather voice in, in market and ground uh, with the finances. Now, I know uh, the first discussion is up is like, well, wait a minute, my finances... I'm uh, mainly focused on payroll, making payroll, making my fixed costs, and actually being able to operate a business. This is in the same vein as valuable as making payroll. You can't do business. You can't cost yourself into profitability by just simply reducing your yield costs. You will run out of food in the middle of Antarctica. You'll run out of water in the middle of the ocean. You need more water. You need more food. The only way to get that is by driving business to you. The only way to drive business to you is to reach out for it. And reaching out for it means marketing. And marketing means which channel can be productive. Where should you spend your money judiciously? 
Meta search is a consideration to put under it. Display ads is a consideration to put under it. Direct marketing for yourself, targeted for the markets, geographically, demographically, that you know or have the propensity to travel with you, is 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 places to look for. Talk to your GMs as who's walking through the door, where are they going, why are they traveling. There's unfortunately real causes for people's travel. There's unfortunately funerals that didn't get to be um, had before. There is uh, convalescent care visitations. There's family support. There's there's friends that haven't been visited that are feeling safe enough to visit for support reasons. There are those things that exist for people to travel between point A and point C, and you might be the point B. You might even be the point C, where they stay in the local proximity. There is, of course, the frustration of just simply getting out of the house for a change of venue. There's all these things that still exist. It's easy to point to the young people that were traveling saying, you know, the ones that think they're indestructible and, you know, will go anywhere, do anything. Well, they're the ones that are being afflicted the most with this right now numerically uh and so i wouldn't trust that that would be the direct course to take at this point that has to shift again back to the core purpose of travel not the categorization of travel so those are things to consider and that's what uh, a little bit of the sort of re-inspired in the conversation for that so that's it remember you can find us on google play apple itunes iHeartRadio, soundcloud stitcher spotify pandora tuned in podcast the list goes on 38 and counting we're even on amazon alexa google assistant and siri just ask to play the Hospitality Marketing Podcast. And no matter which one you may use, if you like the show, please rate us and leave a comment. That will help others find our content and share the wealth of hopefully love and joy. And if this is your first time hearing us, you can subscribe to our show on any of those platforms that you discovered us on. So for an archive of all previous podcasts, you can go to hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash podcasts with an S. And don't forget our live video talk show that you can join and participate in every Friday at 1130 Eastern U.S. time called This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the live show. Simply go to hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash live and look for show 256 for this past week, actually. Again, thank you for the privilege of your time, and we look forward to talking to you next week. You have been listening to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show 256 brought to you by Hospitality Digital Marketing in support of the HSMAI, the Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International All Rights Reserve Copyright 2020. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.